well, most of most of us as human beings, very seldom are we mindful. Right. Very seldom are we in the moment. Very seldom are we dealing with the here and now. Many times as human beings, our memories of the past, negative ones, more likely than not, cloud our minds. Mm -hmm. And so the body is a vessel of the being. The being is in the present. Right. Existing in the present. The body is just the medium through which we exist. Being. So factor this. To be, B-E, is just is, right? Right. Being is the doing of be. Does that make sense? Right. So like walk, walking. Right. Walking is the doing of walk. Being is the doing of be. Right. So we're human beings, yeah? So we're human, human doings, right? uh, we're human existing, but also being positive in that moment. Okay. So positivity, positivity is really, really big for you, right? It is. Definition of positivity. Helping others. Mm -hmm. Being of being of support. Being of okay. being of any 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 kind of positive support to others. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, podcast that will motivate and inspire you all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being ed talks daily is for you find ed talks daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review or tune in live every monday at 12 p.m by visiting fauradio.com How's it going, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode here on the Unlimited Power Show. In order to motivate, inspire, and uplift you to achieve what I call the whole mind, body, and nutrition. And today, I have a man which I won't introduce because we don't introduce anybody. Samuel King is going to give us a quick introduction of what he does, um, why he does it, and how that can help you. So, Samuel, welcome to the Unlimited Power Show. Thank you, sir. Give us a quick little introduction of yourself and what you do. I'm a helper, and I help people. That's how, it. How do you help people? How do I help people? Through yeah. therapy, mental health. Mm -hmm. So sometimes therapy can mean a lot of different things. People think oh, you have to go to therapy if there's something wrong with you. What is therapy in the sense of what you do? Therapy is support. Mm -hmm. Support for others as we live in this world. Many people stigmatize therapy or have a perception, a negative perception of therapy, which is uh, clouded by society, but not a positive one. Right. So how did you come to be right now, Samuel King, in this vicinity right now within this hour talking to me? Well, I was born Samuel King. Is that what you meant? Yeah. How did you come to be <laughs> you right now? Yeah, how do I come to be me as yeah. in a therapist? It depends what me means to you. 
True. What do you want me to mean, uh, to take me to mean? See, I mean, I can't, I can't make that, <laughs> I can't make that definition for you. Like when somebody says, "Who are you?" Uh-huh. Sometimes we usually say what we do, but okay. the question that I'm asking right now is, "Who are you?" And you have to come up with that answer. I'm a force in motion. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. Force in motion. Force in motion. Many people say, I'm finding out who I am, but can we really find out who I am? It's, it's funny that you mention or ask this question now because two or three weeks ago, I mentioned a client said to me, I'm just here finding out who I am. And I, it, it dawned on me, we can never know who we really are right. if we're changing in each second of each day. Our cells change, our minds change, the experiences that we have changes, the way we view them changes. So then, mm-hmm. are we chasing a shadow? Right. Are we a snake chasing its tail, finding out who I am, even though we're constantly changing each moment, each second of each day? So the, the I, is that then a spirit or just a body? I mean, What do you mean? If you say that we're constantly changing and evolving uh-huh. ourselves does change every 30 days we're literally a new person um is that our essence is it our body or is it something else our being yeah so what's the difference between the, the body and the being the body is a vessel of the being mm-hmm. the being is in the present right existing in the present the body is just the medium through which we exist being. Mm-hmm. So factor this, to be, be, is, just is, right? Right. Being is the doing of be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. So like walk, walking. Right. Walking is the doing of walk. Mm-hmm. Being is the doing of be. Right. So we're human beings, yeah? So we're human, human doings, right? uh, we're human existing, but also being positive in that moment. Okay. So positivity, positivity is really, really big for you, right? It is. It okay. is. Um, tell us, share some positive moments in your day to day. What happened today? Anything positive? You walk out the street and you're like, that's a positive moment right there. Clients thank me. Clients I, I saw today yeah, uh, so thank me for being a part of their journey, being a, a support, a positive support to their journey. So, like, how does that make you feel when somebody say, oh, like, Mr. King, you changed my life. You, you, you've helped me with this problem, and now I'm here. How does that make you feel internally? Well, then my response wouldn't be, my response wouldn't Im- imply or bring about a feeling. It would, it would simply be, my response would be, I didn't do it. Right. You. You did. Right. I supported you in doing it, mm-hmm. but essentially you did it. Mm-hmm. I never take credit for my client's success because I'm just a part of that journey. Not the full journey, just a tool used in that moment. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're a licensed clinical social worker. What are some of your day-to-day things that you have to deal with as a... Um, social worker trauma anxiety depression Mm -hmm. 
low self-esteem, sexual abuse, which falls under the, the umbrella of, right. of trauma, life challenges, problems. I don't use the word problems. I use yeah. challenges. Challenges. Uh, what's what's the difference between problems and challenges? Well, it's it's the perspective, the way you view it. If I if I say to you, I want you to run up that hill, but it's a problem. As opposed to, I challenge you to run up that hill. Right. The perspective is different. You you'll more likely be enthusiastic about the challenge and want to take on the challenge as opposed to if I use the word problem involved, you might pause for me or be reluctant to say, hey, what is the problem? Is there a, a hole in the hill? Mm -hmm. is, is, the, is the hill going to erupt once I run up the hill, you know? So it boils down to perception right, and the value. But then problems is also negative. So challenge is more, more positive. When people come to you, do they usually come up with a problem in the form of I have a problem or do they come in the form of I'm, I have a challenge? Problem. That's the way we've been cultured to think about things as a society. We often, we often don't use the word challenge unless we view it that way. Right. But many times when life and difficult situation ex situations exist, we often say problem. So what are the ramifications of thinking is it a problem? Do you usually see a, uh, a difference in people who like, when, when the, the extremity of the problem that they think that they're going through, does that affect their ability to recover or get past the situation? Perspective? Yeah, like if someone is like, like, oh my God, this is a big problem, as opposed mm -hmm. to have you seen people who's like, yeah, I'm going through this, who are kind of downplaying a little bit, uh, or at least not looking at it as a big problem, does that, looking at it as a big or a small problem of yes. effect. Yes, in, so? in many cases, the way they tackle it, the, the suggestions that they take towards yeah. re, re, resolution of it is significantly impacted by how they view it. Mm -hmm. If they view it as a magnanimous issue or yeah. a minute issue that is uh, being bothersome in their life. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, like when you, when you speak depression, that's, Depression is supposed to be what's going to be one of the, actually it's categorized as a disease. Mental, it's a, mental, it's a mental disease, right? Um, major, major, major depressive disorder. Yeah. Major depressive disorder, and that in the future is supposed to be that, along with anxiety and all these um, mental health, is going to be big issues for us in the foreseeable future. Do you? Do they're big you, issues now. They're big issues now. Mm -hmm. um, how is it like as a big issue? Well, most of most of us. As human beings, very seldom are we mindful. Right. Very seldom are we in the moment. Very seldom are we dealing with the here and now. Many times as human beings, our memories of the past, negative ones more likely than not, cloud our minds. Mm -hmm. And so that often later manifests as depression. Anxiety is our worry yeah. about the future. Mm -hmm. We get excited or we get worried or overly concerned to the point where it, it impacts our lives in negative ways, mm -hmm. more than positive. And very seldom is anxiety a positive thing. If it, if it were positive, it would be excitement. 
right. which is different than anxiety. Can excitement bring anxiety? Yes. But then when it crosses, when it crosses into the realm of anxiety, it's no longer ex excitement. Because if I'm shaken uncontrollably, no one wants that. Right. And that would be the essence, one of the essence of, one of the essences of anxiety. Being a, unable to control the worry or the concern of the future. So when we t talk about anxiety, we talk about depression, what are some other like buzzwords or like things we should know about in regards to mental health? Trauma, um, sexual abuse. I work with veterans too, so PTSD. Definitely anxiety, hypervigilance, uh, mania. Uh, yeah, the, the buzzwords depend on the, the realm or the, the scope in which you work and uh, the, the clients that you see and the clients that you support and help. So let's say I'm watching this right now and I myself is going through one of these challenges okay. and I'm trying to overcome and gain my true power. What would be the first step? Seek support. So building a support network? Support network. Mm -hmm. so, uh, positive people in your life that can help you to overcome this challenge. Who are the positive people I can count on? Who are the positive people I could call on? Who are the people I can turn to to identify, help me identify resources that I have that I have not used or that I'm forgetting in this moment of feeling overwhelmed. Because mm -hmm. many times as human beings, we, we have innate power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm born with power and positivity. Right. That many times when we're going through challenges, we tend to overlook. Yeah. We forget our, our, our many positives and past successes and we focus only on that which is bothering us now. But if we look within ourselves, we can find the answer. The same way the body heals itself, with support, we can help each other heal. Mm. And that's where we struggle, not turning to support, not turning to others for support. So helping each other heal, there's a book I read, is The Art of Communicating. Okay. And it says when you help someone else suffer less you suffer less so when we talk about <laughs> suffering it's it's uh it's funny you mention that because there's a quote i have the joy of helping others mm -hmm. is the joy of helping ourselves right so it's almost like a reciprocal relationship that as i help you i help me if i'm feeling depressed and and down and out and i help you in return, I feel better about myself because I've done something positive, mm -hmm. which helps my depression. Mm -hmm. Make sense? So would that be considered a distraction or, or a gift? When you give a gift to someone else, would a, it be distracting yourself from the situation or would it be a gift to yourself by giving to that person? If distraction for you is positive, mm -hmm. then fine. If you, if you view it as a negative, if uh, distraction is different from avoiding. Right. Positive distraction mm -hmm. is that negative distraction is avoiding. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it all depends on how you want to use the word distraction and what it means to you. Mm -hmm. is, is, is it avoiding, putting, uh, taking the emphasis off what you're going through, which in itself too though is still a positive because you're helping someone else. Mm -hmm. So then would it be distraction or just helping someone else so on that note 
when, you, when we think distraction, I think distraction and attraction, right? It rhymes. Right? It's, do you think a lot of things to do in life is out of need to just distract ourselves from not being in the present moment or from something not going right in our life? Or do we go towards something that attracts our souls, our being, like you say? Do, so do we usually fall for distractions or attractions? Well, I don't know. I don't know most human beings that mm -hmm. intricately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my opinion? Yeah. yeah. What's your opinion? I believe many people do not like to sit with themselves. And I'm studying different cultures now and different religions more so than ever before in my life for the mere fact of gaining more insight as to what global perspective can I bring in or identify to help my clients on a global scale not just necessarily the Western world or the Eastern world or the Southern world or the Northern world, but all encompassing. And mindfulness right. is just beautiful. Um, primarily developed out of Buddhism, but it's sitting, it's, it's being able to be more self-aware, self-aware, right. being able to sit with oneself, not necessarily in a trance-like state, but in a being state. Mm -hmm. uh, the monks do it. Mm -hmm. They do it so effortlessly after, with practice, of course. And it's it's simply just just acknowledging what is. Mm -hmm. um, the impermanence of life too is a big aspect of that. Knowing that we can be here one minute and gone the next. Mm -hmm. uh, that aspect of that too is is most important for us to remember because many of us don't. When many of us sit in the aspect of the negative, when the negative brings us, in more cases than not, no joy. That's right. But why, why do we sit with it? <laughs> you know? So we can have something to complain about. So we can have something to distract us. <laughs> to distract us from right. sitting with ourselves. We were talking about mindfulness, health, mental health, and the power of positivity. The power of positivity. This show is about your unlimited power. Positivity, I think, is uh, is like an electricity line. And your energy flows through the positivity line to communicate with different homes and kind of like sharing light and sharing power. Mm -hmm. So what's your definition of positivity? And why have you chose to live a life that's positive? Definition of positivity, helping others, mm -hmm. being, of, being of support, being of, okay. being of any, any, any kind of positive support to others. How does that correlate with what you do now? Can you tell us a little bit more about um, why, you chose, why you chose to do what you do? As a, as a youth, I was born Jamaican, um, lived there for most of my life, then I moved here, but as a youth, I, I wanted to be a psychologist and a lawyer initially. I did not go the psychologist route, but I later learned of, of a licensed uh, clinical social worker, mental health, uh, marriage and family, and I chose social work. But growing up, I grew up with my great-grandmother, and she was a primary influence in starting that path for me to be I believe a helper, not necessarily a therapist, but I knew my personality was 
cultured, if you will, mm -hmm. cultured towards helping. I often, I would often help my parents, my mother and my father to, with her, she was my great grandmother, she was blind. And so I would often feed her, I would often uh, wipe her eyes, put Vaseline on her eyes, uh, growing up in Jamaica, uh, tending to her needs as often as I could, even though I was a toddler uh, between ages, uh, you know, six and ten, six and six and ten. But that that aspect, that relationship, cultivated a sense of helping in my in my in my personality, mm -hmm. like a notch in my per personality. And as I as I got older, as a teenager, there are people. Adults would come come to me and confide in me. They would uh, ask for my opinions, even though I was so much younger than they were, and I was I, I, I was I was moved and motivated by by those experiences. I have one experience in particular where I I was in a taxi, and of course, taxi in Jamaica, we we have my accent came out a little bit, I believe or sometimes uh, when I speak of Jamaica or my memories, it comes out. Um, the Marine Corps took, took care of some of my accent because I was in the Marines for almost almost 10 years. So my accent goes and comes depending on the words I say. I was in a taxi and in Jamaica, the taxis have six people, uh -huh. um, not including the driver, uh, four in the, <laughs> Four in the passenger in the back seat, yeah. and then two in the front, no, the only front seat, two in the front, and then the, the driver himself. So seven people are in the car uh, at any given time, or more. Um, it might be doubled up in the back. Uh, however, in one particular trip I was taking to uh, a little distance away from my, from my home, I met this lady, and she, I've never met her in my life. She said to me, I'm going back home. I ran away for the weekend. My husband beats me. If I go home, he might kill me. What do you think I should do? It's about 16, 17 at the time. And never met her. But based on the information she gave me, mm -hmm. I said to her, when she said the words, the phrase, he might kill me if I return home. I said to her, I wouldn't go back home. Is there anyone you could go and live with or stay with? And she said, my sister. And I said, I believe you should go to your sister. I don't know the outcome. Never saw her again. Mm -hmm. Never saw her again. Um, don't know if she's still alive. Don't know what, what transpired. But that was a pivotal moment for me also. Almost as if the universe itself was telling me or implying for me to go that route, to be becoming a helper of some sort. Right. I I later went on to Teachers College in Jamaica, Myco Teachers College, and from there I completed two years, then I migrated here. After I migrated, I went to the Marine Corps, and uh, during my time there, I started studying social psychology, which is just uh, understanding social interaction, uh, how people relate, why we relate, uh, the things we do, understanding human behavior. And I was, I was most intrigued. I, up until recently, I had the thoughts of pursuing a doctoral degree in social psychology, but I chose social work instead. 
but this this the way people relate and why we relate uh, intrigues intrigued me and so joined the marines nine years two months later i left the marines and went to the army just for for a short while uh the the pursuit of an army career didn't work out i received the injuries that i had um, during my time in the service and everything else and so uh, after two tours in uh, iraq uh, 03 and 04 uh, best years of my life the best people i've worked with uh, i could i could never i can i cannot begin to explain how beautiful that time was um, even though we were at war, it was the camaraderie, the fellowship, um, and so when I left, when I left the army, I wanted—I knew I wanted to serve still. Yeah. I just didn't know what capacity, and so a colleague of mine introduced me to social work. Uh, you know, it could be a licensed clinical social worker, a therapist, worked with people, and I went to school at FIU for that. Florida International. I know we're on FAU, but uh, non nonetheless, uh, a beautiful school also. And here I am. Uh, I predominantly work with veterans now in, in, in what I do, veterans as well as other other, therap other clients in, on a daily basis. Yes. Depression, anxiety, and mostly trauma. PTSD, use of EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. It's using, using your memories to heal you, using your brain to heal you, facilitating the power of the brain, the unlimited power of the brain mm -hmm. to help you heal. So how, how, how would you guide someone through that process of using their brain to heal them? Engage in the memory mm -hmm. and distract from the consciousness by, by using well, eye movement. Uh, Francine Shapiro recognized that when she thought of a negative experience or traumatic experience and she would move her eyes from left to right, that it helped her. And so she formulated a treatment, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, where the left and, left and right brain is accessed alternately mm -hmm. with the movement of the hands, the fingers, following the eyes, or tappers or touching the person left and right side alternately. So we, the memory is accessed and then uh, positive cognitions are ascribed to it, allowing the brain to reprocess the memory in a positive way so that the human being or the client can live with it. Wow. So you're targeting both left and right brain at the same time, which is like activating the brain a lot. So there's a lot more energy going on in all different cortexes and just springing it up. And engaging engage the memory. Engaging the memory. Mm -hmm. Changing it from a negative perspective. To a positive one. To a positive one. When, when Bringing down the sensitivity of the fear or the anxiety or the, the level of distress that's associated with it. So you spoke of your time that you said you were in a couple of wars? I was in Iraq from in 03 and 04. Okay, so you were in Iraq in 03 and 04, and you, you, you spoke of the positive experiences. Like, were there any negative traumatic things that you endured? That I don't want to go into on this show. Yeah, mm. but, but you don't have to go into it. Of course, uh, uh, being in a situation yeah. where your life could be taken at any moment, more likely than not, 
like if we're in, we're here in, in, in the United States, we call it um, continental United States or garrison mm -hmm. for um, those who are in the service or knew of military jargon. The garrison is home. Right. So when we're in garrison, it's less likely for us to be killed. Mm -hmm. When we're at war, it's more likely for us to die. So when we board that plane, we don't know what might happen. So that level of uncertainty, anxiety, right. um, the unknown does loom. Um, RPGs, rocket propelled grenades going off, uh, uh, you know, and everything else, gunfire. Mm -hmm. it, it speaks again to the impermanence of life and why we need to be positive in each moment that we're breathing, mm -hmm. that we're alive, that we're thankful, that we're walking, mm -hmm. that enough is well. All is never well, but enough is well. Mm -hmm. And many times we overlook that aspect and focus mostly on the negative, which often feeds us um, no positive re rewards or, or returns. So let's say when you're in like in a traumatic experience or like in a for instance, you were speaking of war or other things. Sometimes we have mental, mental wars, mental battles. Mm -hmm. What was your like positive anchor? A space in your mind where you can go and literally center yourself back to a positive, like a switch. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, um, utilizes a thing called safe place which is a place where you control predominantly your mind, the safest place you've experienced or imagined, a place where if you're feeling anxious, um, overwhelmed, depressed, anything, anything that tips the, the, the balance or your equilibrium, a place that you can go to to zone in and feel safe. That's one of the first things that one of the first techniques or first um, process that we utilize, uh, therapists who are EMDR trained or certified, utilize with the client. So how, how do we use that in our own lives? Remembering our positives. Remembering positive experiences. Is there a daily thing we could do to, to strengthen that ability to see positive? You know, we have more pessimists than optimists, I would say, mm -hmm. in the world. Well, it's, it's the culture we were, were raised in. Don't touch the stove. Mm -hmm. Don't touch the TV. Don't, don't touch the washing machine. Don't touch that electrical outlet. Uh, billions, there are innovators who have made billions of dollars on those little plastic things that cover the electrical plug, right? Mm -hmm. uh, simply because children were found to be touching them, right? As opposed to, instead of don't touch the stove, how about Hey, head, hold your teddy bear, right? Mm -hmm. A positive instead of a negative. Because the word don't itself, or the contraction don't, is a negative. Mm -hmm. So we're, we were cultivated in a society where uh, the negative is more emphasized than the positive. How do we change that? We have to unlearn all that we've learned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Really, we we have the power to unlearn. True. What we want to unlearn, but choice. other people choice. But we can't unlearn something for your friend. Like choice. Some of your friends, right, are negative, and you can't unlearn that for them. 
Well, choose your friends. So how choose do we your deal friends with negative, wisely. negative friends? How do we let someone go that's been probably helping us be either more depressed, less ourselves? How do we let go of negative people? Tell them. Hmm? Tell them. Tell them they're being negative. Uh, or not tell. The word tell is aggressive. Yeah. Uh, suggest to them that they're being negative. Identify that they're negative for you and ask them to change. Ask them to change the way they relate to you. That's being assertive. Asking them to change. If they're not able to after you've given them a time to address those behaviors, then you do what you need to do to self-preserve. Self-preservation is key, not just physically, but also mentally. And if, if you have people that plug into you, like you, we have unlimited power as human beings. Right. If we allow people that are negative to plug into us, say, say I, I have this unlimited power source, but I have a hundred negative people plugging into me. Mm -hmm. No one reinforcing my power. No one supporting my unlimited power, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just, they just keep sucking and sucking and sucking and sucking all the energy out of me. Before long, I will be depleted. And depletion is death, mentally or physical death, right? Right. What good are you then? No good. So we have to limit the people that are plugged into us. To us yeah. The things that we give our energy, right? If we're on limited power, the things that we give our energy has to be limited. The people we allow to suck from us, mm -hmm. to, 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 to tap into our energy, we have to limit. We have to, we have to be more vigilant about what we do, who we, who we do it with, what we say, how we say it, right? And the people we surround ourselves with. Okay, so how do, how do we obtain our power? Is there a power source? Do you believe in a God? Do I believe, believe in a creator. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe in, a creator. Because I have no clue how to create your nose from scratch. Right. I have no clue how to create your ears or your eyes from scratch. I wouldn't even begin to, I don't, I don't, I don't have the simplest idea of right. how I would even begin that process. So I know there's something greater than the human beings that exist. I just don't know what it, what it is. Mm -hmm. I was born Christian. I was born in a Christian uh, household, uh, Seventh-day Adventist to be exact. But as I've grown and situations have brought me to this point in my life too, but as, I, as I've grown older and bigger, the, the perspective of God mm -hmm. is subjective. Right. Who am I to tell anyone who their God should be. That's not my place. Mm -hmm. So to each his own. Whatever is positive in your life that you believe in, use it. Use it to help you. Mm -hmm. Use it to propel your life in positive ways. And that's what I think is all that matters. That's true. It doesn't matter what it is. I often say, uh, God, Yahweh, Buddha, Allah, Muhammad, sun, moon, stars, trees, wind, the ocean. 
What does it matter, really? Why does it matter? So, are you saying that... Um, if positivity has been maintained, or has been experienced by that person, if they believe in the wind, and they're using it as a positive force to help others, that's it. So, so then are you categorizing positivity as like your life force? Life source? Life source? Right now, yes. Okay. And, so, the, and the, the ability to choose solutions and positivity. I very seldom stay in the negative and it's to a detriment because many many people I I interact with want to stay in that negative. So when I say, when I often say, let's find a solution, mm -hmm. it's perceived as insensitivity, but then it's in my mind, it's supporting movement towards a positive outcome. Does that make sense? Okay. So is positivity like a good just as good is like the word good. You know, there's good and there's bad. Our entire morale system is around the centered around this is good or this is bad. So mm. would positivity be be the good? <laughs> there's, so is, is there is no the, good and bad. Right. In my mind, there mm -hmm. is no good and bad. So positivity is neither good nor bad. What is it? It's positive. It's it's positive. In my mind there there's only two things, positive and negative based on who is receiving it okay right because again i could i often to, use this example yeah. i could be shaking the hand of a a man in japan yeah and he views that as being as a negative yeah. disrespectful but for me it's a positive because shaking of the hand implies assertiveness implies respect in the western culture right mm -hmm. so it's dependent on who's receiving it that makes it positive or negative in my mind. So positivity is subjective. Positivity is subjective based on values and beliefs mm -hmm. and morales and mores. So it's not mm -hmm. a global phenomenon that works intuitively well in all cultures. Some cultures, your positivity might be negative and there are- For eyes. other cultures. Yeah. Yes. Um, so with, with that being the said, same, can, we, same, can we really be positive then? We can. In our own way. In our own way? Yes. With respect of learning about others to be positive towards them. Okay. That's why we do a cultural, we, if we're going to Japan or we're going to Australia, we learn about the, their cultural practices, mm -hmm. right? So that when we go there, we don't offend them with the way we perceive or the way we operate. So positivity is helping others. Like, remember you said that. Simply you put, for it can, me. it can be in helping Helping others. So helping others entails understanding each other and communicating. Indeed. How do we communicate a little bit better with people? Listening. For instance, Listening. For instance this show, right? Mm -hmm. When I canceled on you a few times, I, I think you'd be upset, which no doubt, I'm sure it arised. But how, how do you communicate in a, in a time where you should be frustrated or mad or angry? How do you communicate past that barrier? Myself? Yourself and how do other people can, how can we do that, the same thing? Taking a minute, mm -hmm. taking a minute <laughs> to what is the value of, of me being upset? What does it bring my life? Yeah. What is, what is the benefit that I can gain from being upset? Or can I choose to do otherwise to bring me a more positive outcome? Am I saying I don't get upset? No. I'm saying I think 
often before I do get upset. Yeah. And assumptions, your, your canceling a couple of times was an assumption on your end that I would be upset. Right. But then mm-hmm. you don't know me like I know me. Exactly. So. So it was. Projection yeah, of what you, projection. of what you would probably experience if you were in my, my position, which is also empathy also from your end, mm-hmm. uh, understanding or trying to understand how I would feel and monitoring and compensating for that. Does that make sense? Emotional intelligence. How does being emotionally intelligent have to do with the way you communicate with other people? And what, what, what tells you that you're emotionally intelligent? Like it's, your, your EQ has risen. How do you know that? The more you practice, and of course there are many theories of self uh, emotional intelligence out there. Uh, primarily, the four factors primarily entailed in emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, relationship and social skills, right? So the more self-aware I am, the more I'm able to self-regulate. Like if I understand that I'm upset, if I understand that I'm upset, I can say, all right, I will not raise my voice as Mm self-regulated. And by, by doing that, it will allow me, in more cases than not, to be able to take a minute and say, okay, what might Ed be thinking why Ed did what he did? What could have prompt or influenced Ed to say what he said? And from that perspective, I'm putting myself in your shoes to understand how the entire situation might play out. Right. And then with relationship and social skills, I can say to you, Ed, I am upset that you said this. I am upset that you said that. How can we fix this? Many times we stay in the emotional brain though. <laughs> yeah. We stay in the emotional brain and we, we fume in the emotional brain and we get angry without allowing it to pass to the logical brain. That's, that is a, a significant challenge for us as human beings. So there's an emotional barrier where like we get stuck up in these feelings about how we think something is happening in our minds. Yes. Which is really what it is, is what we were thinking. No, feelings. I mean, it's, not, it's not really true feelings. until proven. Yes. So that's a barrier and then you have the logic, mm-hmm. the logical. Sometimes we have fear, emotions of fear, guilt, um, anger, or like, there's a, there's a list of different of these emotions. Do you think that emotions can be negative? Um, does, can we dwell in emotion too long to cause us to become mentally or physically ill? Can, can it be that negative to our, to our being? Can emotions be negative? Repeated behaviors become habit. Yeah. So if I, if I tell myself for two years that I'm, I'm worthless every day, my body, in more cases than not, will start to believe it and demonstrate being worthless. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I tell myself I'm worthless and I stay in bed. 
and I droop underneath the, uh, the, uh, the covers. And I keep telling myself this, I don't get up to do physical activity, I don't get up to, to socialize, I don't get up to, to shower. All those things, repeated thoughts, repeated, repeated thoughts, repeated self-talk, influences mental illness. So, remember that time when that lady called you and she said, if I go home to my husband, he might kill me. Well, she was sitting in the taxi beside me. Yeah, oh, yeah, the lady yeah. that was sitting mm -hmm. in the taxi right behind she me. She didn't call me. Mm. What, okay, so she tells She was, she was sitting she was beside sitting right me. Next yeah. Okay. As a teenager. Wow. So she tells you that, you give it that answer, you don't know what happens. What can you say to someone, let's say, someone showed up in front of your office and was like, um, I'm really depressed. I need one final message or else I think I might shoot myself tonight. What would you say to that person? Hmm. Would you like to commit yourself voluntarily or involuntarily to the mental health facility? That's what you would say? Yes. Mr. King, what would be your final message to everyone watching, tuning into this Unlimited Power episode? Be as positive as you can in each second that you can. Pray if you pray, believe if you believe, love more, and share more. That's it. That's it. All right. Thank you for being on the show. Pleasure having me, sir. Pleasure having a great conversation. It's the power of positivity. Right, so how can anyone contact you? Um, how can anyone see you speak? You know, show up to your office? SamKingCounseling.com. That's it. Social media platform? Instagram, Twitter. That's it. It's Sam King Counseling on Instagram. Correct. And it's on Facebook? No. Right, Only so it's Twitter. On, so just Twitter and Instagram, Sam King Counseling, um, and SamKingCounseling.com. Correct. And any more information will be in the description. And I want to thank you for tuning into the show where we had we talked about mindfulness, mental health. Uh, we talked about Mr. King's experiences in the army and life becoming the social worker and the, the positive force in our in society, trying to uplift people and help them figure out or unjumble some things. I don't know if that's the word. But if one thing that you've seen throughout this whole video is that you can make it happen for yourself, either with the help of someone or with the desire to do something different. And the purpose of this show is to remind you of the unlimited power that you have to achieve whatever it is that you want. But until you believe that, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things you have to offer. So always let your light shine and be positive and tune in next week to one of these amazing episodes where we have a holistic conversation about the mind, body, and nutrition. My name is Edouard Gilles, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine, don't hide it, don't dim it. Thank you.
Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.